I know what buttons are. I can I can do the things. Hey, hey, welcome. Who's got the button? Total Spot Fest coming back at you here. JJ, Jamie, Austin. Um, sorry, we were a little late. We were we were talking a little shop and a couple other things here. But uh, hello, welcome. Thank you for joining us, uh, Jamie, Austin. How have you guys been this very warm week? Uh, now that I have functioning air conditioning, I've been great. <laughs> indoors. I know you're, 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 so you moved, you're in your office now that you got a webcam finally for your, your so home I'm, office. I'm actually in the same spot. I just have an L-shaped desk and previously oh, I was okay. And so I, uh, now I, I got a new webcam, moved it a quarter turn. <laughs> it it's looks like a, illusion. it looks like a totally different room. That's weird. It does. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's great too. I don't know if y'all can y'all can see like the real. You can kind of see behind me over here in the corner, like the real shitty '70s carpet in here. It's awesome, like the man. lady that used to own this Barely, house was yeah. like ninety something, and uh, yeah, <laughs> got some sweet retro carpet in here that I'll probably never change. And I, lo I love the curtains. I don't want to say they remind me of curtains from my grandma's house, but dude, they kind of remind me curtains from my grandma's house. <laughs> dude, it's a straight up grandma's house. There's like handrails in the bathroom and shit. That's awesome. Yeah, it's actually real convenient sometimes because, like, <laughs> you're done wrestling, the legs are a little tired. Sometimes you want to make sure you don't eat shit getting into the shower. <laughs> not gonna, not gonna lie. Whenever I have a hotel room, and it's got like the uh, the, the, the the handy rail or the accessory, was it accessible, uh, you know, shower or whatever. It's actually really nice. <laughs> oh, yeah. Not gonna lie, it's great. Or like you do, you do. I don't know if. Uh, I'm sure this is a fairly shared human experience these days, but where you browse your phone too long while you're sitting on the toilet and your leg starts falling asleep, having that handle right there, man, game changer. That's my that's my tip for the week is uh, if you buy a house, buy it from an old person. <laughs> Comes loaded with amenities you didn't know you needed. The bonus is it's not a full stash of knowledge. That's just an Austin Reddick no, bonus. That's a free little tip. Yeah, that's a free Free tip. Just the uh, tip. Just, just the tip. Just the tip. Um, Jamie, how you doing, man? I know you are, well, not now, but in the mornings, starting for about, I don't know, eight hours a day, you are sans three women in your house. Yeah, yeah. Uh, school is back in session. My wife is going to school. Uh, actually, she's not going to school. She's going to learning at her, her job as a nurse. Like She's doing the NICU thing, and all that so literally i am home so i'm like what am i supposed to do <laughs> you know and it's just like there's always barber college hold on i gotta get my pen out here yeah that was an obvious one guys that was an obvious one off the, off obvious. the bat there <laughs> Must be not. I mean, yeah, I, I, Jamie in like quiet, in like you know silence. I don't know if he knows what to do with himself, right? It's really weird. <laughs> it is really weird. I like chaos. Like that's why I like wrestling shows because I just like loud, obnoxious chaos. You know, it's like it's a beautiful thing. Well, yeah, that's why you used to have wrestling on all day long. That's what I do. I work from home, and I've got some kind of wrestling from some air on my other monitor most of the day. <laughs> Well, as soon as the news broke today, um, I was going back on YouTube and watching 
old old stuff is ecw stuff is some of my favorite yeah we'll talk about it yeah yeah well we're not gonna bury the lead too far here but we do want to thank you guys thank you for watching thank you for joining us we do appreciate you giving us some of your time if this is your first time here hello welcome we hope to see you back hit the like button down below and the follow button you can hit the bell to let you know when we go live or upload a video uh as always if you're joining us live Wow, excuse me there. Oh my god. If you're joining us live, please die <laughs> I, I I might die. It'd be it'd be it'd be YouTube gold. No. <laughs> hop in the com hop in the live chat, join us. If not, just hit a comment down below. Uh you can always hit us up on X, otherwise known as Twitter. Um that's the first time I referred to it as X off the bat. Yeah, and it's not retweets anymore. If you notice it's reposts. If you go on the if you go on, on your on your uh browser though, it's still twitter.com. I don't know, but we're we're all, we're all whatever Elon Musk's uh, ego machine is uh, at Total Spot Fest. So that's fair. That's fair. well. I think we should. Uh, we're not we're, so we're not gonna we're not gonna beat around the bush. There was a a shockwave. I'm sorry, I is slipped, Heather. That's I will not do it again. I promise. I still have the Twitter logos, by the way, for all of us under our our banner, just because I refuse to do that much work um but what i don't refuse to do is make work for my good friends when they have their own segment because uh, a day like today we need some knowledge in our brains more than ever wouldn't you say jamie mm. understatement so let's dive right into it because this is what our what the stash of knowledge is going to be it is time for austin reddick's stash of knowledge I'm growing it. I'm trying. Hey man, it's 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 coming in. We were we were talking before the show. Jamie hangs with Austin Reddick for a couple of weeks, and it just it just starts growing. <laughs> He's gaining knowledge week over week. Uh, yeah. So uh, no need to pretend otherwise. Uh, we are going to address the sad news that hit the wrestling world today. We lost a man that basically is the pro wrestling business in Terry Funk. Yep. Uh, if you have seen me wrestle from time to time, you probably know <laughs> I was influenced by, stole a lot of shit from Terry Funk. Um, this, this is a man. And so like, I'm not a person that is typically like affected by celebrity deaths. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. like sure. circle life thing, people die. Like, remember the cool shit they did, you know, pour one out for them, but I, I don't I don't take these things personally, but yeah, this definitely uh, brought my afternoon down pretty hard. Terry Funk, I've always thought that if you had to embody what pro wrestling is, it would just be Terry Funk. That is a pro wrestler. And in my estimation, and many others feel the same, the absolute greatest pro wrestler of all time. Not the biggest star necessarily of all time, uh, but a lot of times the biggest stars, they would have been, they're guys that would have been stars in anything they ever did. They just happened to wrestle. Terry Funk just is pro wrestling. He could have fit in every era and he more or less did. Uh, a lot of people like myself didn't really get exposed to Terry Funk until he was already middle-aged and diving through barbed wire for ECW. Uh, and what, 
what a gift it was to later on down the line through the magic of the internet see all the other rad shit Terry oh, Funk did for literal decades so before cool. that. Uh, if you haven't uh, spent too much time familiarizing yourself with Terry Funk's work, uh, the ECW stuff is obviously classic. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll let I'll let Jamie mention the ECW stuff here a bit in a minute because I know that's that's your favorite era of the Funker. Mm-hmm. Uh, but definitely go back. I, I believe these matches are available on YouTube, but there's one in uh, 1977 for the NWA title against Harley Race. That's phenomenal. And there's another one from 89 WCW where he takes on a super young Eddie Guerrero. And he's in the middle of feuding oh, with yeah. Flair for the NWA World's title and goes out there for 10 minutes and makes Eddie Guerrero look like a million bucks. And Put that's Eddie Guerrero on the map. Yeah, if you if you want to want to like one example of how this damn good Terry Funk is, go back and watch that match because uh, that is the art of pro wrestling in all of its motherfucking glory. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. So Terry Funk for me, I, I the first time I got exposed to him was watching ECW circa ninety five ish when it was like hard to find but it was like oh then it was on tv you're like oh god i'm watching this oh, the or, late night access ECW. yeah the late night yeah. yeah late night access and then like you saw the pay-per-views and one of your buddies like got it or whatever and back then they weren't terribly expensive but i still like to this day one of my most memorable moments with 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 terry funk is he lost this match but it was one of the greatest hardcore matches I think I've ever seen. And I think it gave ECW that notoriety. It was him and Dory going against public enemy. I don't know if anybody remembers that. It was like circa 94, 95, somewhere in there. And my God, it was one of the nastiest matches (laughs) I've ever seen. But I was like, I need this in my life. Like that's like I was instantly sold, and then when he became Chainsaw Charlie, like it was even better, you know. Like because then he went to the Fed, and I was really into the Fed at that time, you know. It was just, oh God, like I I cannot speak enough about how great he was in that. And he's also in one of my favorite movies of all time. It's a it's a guilty pleasure, and Roadhouse. Straight gorilla pressing people with no wires. <laughs> yeah. Fucking extras like I don't get paid enough for this shit being thrown through a drum. If set. you don't drink, you're out of here. <laughs> God, so good. I'm not counting that one. Okay, that hundred percent counts. That's a gimme. Okay, all giving right. Everybody Fuck. a gimme. All right, one Fuck. gimme. Terry Funk. Um, I wasn't super into ECW when it was on the rise up you know at the time Mm -hmm. i wasn't super into wrestling and but then you know i i I became a wcw guy and then part of that also drew back my old affection for wcw right and then years later in life going back and watching some of that stuff too because you look at some of some of what terry funk did you know let's talk about you know the embodiment you know he has great 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 feuds with so many people um mick foley of course you know the shit they did in ecw but before that yeah you know hayabusa stuff with rick flair every one of his rick flair matches was was a fucking banger you know dusty Dusty Rhodes. i mean they got down and dirty and 
you know, I've never seen to this day people try to recreate it. And it, uh, you talk about this, Austin, and I think it's one of the best things. There's so many things that you first happened in a Terry Funk match that are trying to be recreated throughout history. I love the every chair in the arena goes into the 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 ring moment where you expect some chairs and like no you have literally a fucking chair shop being thrown inside of the the, the ring um Ter terry funk to me because i didn't really catch him at his prime much to you like you said there are yeah right but Go back and have the appreciation. I have the same appreciation I have for. I look at it, it, being being the you know kind of the audiophile that I am. I look at Terry Funk, and I put him in the same light as Elvis Presley, The Beatles, Led Zeppelin, David Bowie, Ramones, right? Because everybody today, and you could go on Twitter and see that everybody going to town, everybody today has a debt of gratitude to pay. To Terry Funk, you know, anybody that does anything hardcore, any, but he was so much more than hardcore. Every match he was in was like his last match of his career, right? He put every heart and soul into it. And, and everybody yeah. talks about how great a person he was, but my God, like we talked wrestling, uh, uh, Mount Rushmore's a few years ago. And I don't remember if we all had, I don't think we, we all didn't have Terry on there, but damn it. We all should have. He deserves it. Agreed. Yeah, ab absolutely. And, uh, yeah, I saw it mentioned in the chat, but while you were running down some of his great feuds, uh, Brody in Japan was – that was – I believe at least one of those matches is on YouTube as well, so if you get a chance. Mm -hmm. uh, we we talked a few weeks ago about blood and wrestling and how, like, it doesn't really mean <laughs> anymore – uh, if you want to see blood and wrestling means uh, or blood means something to wrestling, go watch Terry Funk and Brody in Japan. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, he's crazy. So he, while he was in ECW, he was also wrestling over in Japan, International Wrestling Association of Japan. He was also in All Japan for almost twenty years. You know, he he faced Abdul the Butcher over there, the Sheik. You know, Stan Hansen, Bruiser Brody. To your point, um, he was in he was in the Fed for one year. Like I'm looking, I just look, pulled up just, just all this stuff. He was in WCW for a little bit as well. ECW, then his run in WWE. I I still love that that run in WWE. Um, he's just he's an icon, man. Like when you think about the guys who did it right. Like at the end of the day, you know, you always talk about these guys who put their heart and soul and everything mm -hmm. and to, to your point, you know, but then you like, they did it the right way. They, they, they mentored the young, the younger ones and, and grew people and, and did those things and left a legacy. That's more than just amazing matches. Like, that's the thing. Like Terry Funk transcends six, seven star matches. Kenny Omega is always going to be known for the seven-star match, right? Yep. He's always going to be known for that. Terry doesn't need that at all. His legacy is far greater than one match. And we literally lost a heavyweight today. And, you know, I think, Austin, you hit it right on the head earlier. Like, you know, this one hurt. Like, there's a few people that I know when they go, 
I am going to be like shit for the day. You mm-hmm. know, like when, when Sean goes, like that's, that's my guy. <laughs> Hell, you know, when Jericho goes, I mean, I don't know this iteration of Jericho is a little <laughs> annoying, but you know, like wrestling wise and definitely Terry is, is really high on the list. You know, it's just him, him and Mick Foley. Like I put those two together and almost everything, but Terry's, even in Mick will even say this head and shoulders above him. And yeah, we lost a great one today. Yeah. Terry Funk. I mean, obviously Simon just being the greatest of all time in general, he was the greatest of being the other half of whatever you wanted to be. <laughs> whatever guy you wanted to be a star, put him in there with Terry Funk, run a program and you got him. Like, you could plug and play any company, didn't matter, any Hera, wrote Terry Funk out there. Uh, and I think the one thing I do want to touch on really quick before we move on, I think one of the greatest things about the Funker is that he realized when his time at the top was done, and he spent decades after that just putting other people over and just being an entertaining part of the show. And... I it's hard to think of other guys that reached the heights of an NWA world's champion that didn't just try and keep milking in on top guy money and just see what they could take from the business while Terry Funk's out there like, hey, whatever you need me to do, whatever I think is going to be funny. You know, we talk about the Chainsaw Charlie run. I was fortunate enough to be at No Way Out of Texas in 1998 and got to see Cher- uh, Chainsaw Charlie in that four on four match. Wow. And uh, <laughs> oh, right. I do have to sadly say, uh, I would have been like 11 at the time, so I didn't really appreciate that. I was getting <laughs> very but 11-year-old me was bought the fuck in on Chainsaw Charlie. Like, I thought, oh, he might actually take someone's arm off with a chainsaw. Hell so you, yeah. You think of later in 98. You got a guy, Terry Funk, that's been in blood feuds. He's been in, like, all these great angles. But still popping crowds, like, in the Hell in the Cell match between Undertaker and Mankind when he literally gets choke slammed out of his shoes. Like, that's <laughs> one of those things that vividly still makes me randomly laugh today that I remember from 25 years ago. I always forget that Funker was a part of that moment, you yeah. know? But he absolutely was. He got choke slammed out of his shoes. <laughs> Uh, oh, yeah. Pulling out for the actual legend of pro wrestling. Here's the you, Funker. I drink her on my water. Oh, right, you don't need any water. But anyway, I'm sure that it's not the last time we'll talk about Funk because, like I said, his legacy lasts throughout wrestling. And mm-hmm. uh, we'll put a pin in that because I do have something from tonight's Dynamite that kind of ties into that. So this has been your weekly stash of knowledge from Austin Reddick. So, oh, man, that's great. Well, um, we got we got pay-per-view. It's, it's no longer sign-pointing season. It's time for pay-per-view season because All In is this Sunday, gentlemen, and we have All Out. A week later. Yeah. Jamie still hates this. He still says it's the dumbest thing on earth. <laughs> I can see it in his I, face. I do. I 100% do. Like, I thought it'd be bigger. Wait, you thought All In would be bigger or All Out would be bigger? All Out. We actually had a conversation. JJ and I had a conversation today about how I personally thought the card for All In was meh. Honestly. Like... 
there was just some stuff that just got slapped together. And I just didn't feel like there was enough build, like we've talked about. And, like, some of them I'm just not thrilled to see. They did some correction tonight because there has been some backlash uh, over over across the, the pond about the card that they are getting for the 80,000 people in Wembley. Um, so they made some quick adjustments. I think they made some good adjustments. I think they made some questionable adjustments. Um, but at the end of the day, it's still going to be a good show. Was it the hype level that I want it to be? No. All Out's just a joke, if you ask me at this point. Unless, like, they make it a stipulation crazy thing, like like you said, Austin. Like, I'm in. I'm bought in then. Like, I'm back in. Tag me in. But right now, just tag me out, and I'll just walk off, you know, just leave my, leave my guys as I do my heel turn right there. That's how I feel about that. So the, the closer it gets to All Out and still, like, yeah, they didn't really do anything for All Out tonight. We have two uh, matches. So they're taping collision afterwards, so maybe that'll shake some things out. But honestly, the closer it gets to All Out with stuff not announced, the more hype I am for it. Like, It's going to be a I, shit show. It's going to be great. There's, uh, I, I don't know if uh, you gentlemen or anyone listening uh, watch the UFC but there is a random thing that happens in the UFC. And you're like, you don't really have to, to watch it to like follow this. There's, there's a random thing that always happens in the UFC that if like a big fight or two falls through, like coming up on a card, whatever they scramble and puts together always ends up being way better. So mm. I've got probably undeserved optimism that they're going to throw all out together at the last minute. And yeah. it's just going to randomly be flames across the board. I mean, there was a pay-per-view. I can't remember which one it was. Jamie, if you remind me, but I think it was like two years ago on the AEW pay-per-views where they had a couple things they threw on last second. We're like, what the hell are they doing with this? And one of them ended up stealing the whole pay-per-view show. You know, it was like that match was unbelievable. I can't remember who it was, but it was it was Revolution when they threw on the Orange Cassidy versus Pac match. That's I got announced in Kansas right. City. It was right before the shutdown. Right, because we were to go home. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like they threw on just some random shit, and oh my goodness, it was flames. Like, <laughs> I was like, "What is this?" Like that's. I think that's the moment I actually fell in love with Orange Cassidy as a wrestler. Well, I think that's when because Orange wasn't like super, super, super over. He was just over by then, yeah, right? You know, he was he was more of a gimmick at that point. Right, but he did that match, and it was like. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So they All did right. do collision real fast. Collision. Um, I, I did watch it this afternoon. Uh, I didn't watch it over the weekend. I had stuff going on. Um, uh, there's this gold vampire who's really uh, uh, with uh, uh, a bad uh, GT go to sleep. It was CM Punk. He accepted Joe's challenge. It um, was a little rough. It was a little the rough. The rest of I thought he was... got Joe on his shoulders, yeah. though. So the rest of Collision, I really liked. I thought it was fine. I think Collision's still still good, you know? Um, Jamie and I talked about this today earlier as well, Austin. I want we want Real fast before we get into Dynamite, what's your take on this? CM Punk, is he phoning it in, not give a care? Or does he know that he can do whatever the hell he wants and he's now basically the golden boy? I I don't think he's phoning he it in. I I think he does know he can do what he wants. I think with CM Punk, 
he's just one of those guys that whatever he thinks of to do, he just assumes that's like the best thing. <laughs> that okay. makes sense. Like, I don't think, I don't think it's, I don't think it's necessarily one or the other. I just think he is a hundred percent convinced himself that like what he's doing is good and going to work. And it's just not always the case anymore. Yeah. 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 I'm still well, there's a there's I'm still a five pumped person for the match. match for the collision. There's a five person match now for this upcoming go home for collision. There is. It has like they just slap people together again. So you know it's gonna be one of those magical matches. Like <laughs> hey, we're just gonna throw a whole bunch of people in here and see what happens. But that are wrestling it all in. So it's like okay, yeah. Like so you have Orange Cassidy, CM Punk, and the best friends going up against uh somebody from the bcc i think and uh samoa yeah. joe's gonna be there but i don't think he's actually gonna be in the match no, he's gonna be on commentary you got commentary. cm punk and you got a mystery opponent and one of them whatever it's just like a random hodgepodge of people i don't know uh hey collision's still have good times like i said i it I, is it is i, I i'm having trouble catching it live just because i got things going on and football starting here very soon um so i'm definitely excited for that you're excited for nfl like i'm excited for both i mean you know I, I think... i'm excited for both i mean as a notre dame football fan yes shun me now <laughs> will officially be a part of the big 10 probably no later than next year so oh. it'll be all good everybody be happy and <laughs> you know they won't make it because we're we always think we're like the shit and we're mediocre it's all good <laughs> Should be good. Are you into you into football at all, Austin? I know like you guys chose a so, team when you moved to Denver. You chose a basketball team. Yeah. So I uh, I, I mostly watch uh, mixed martial arts and basketball, uh, but I do watch a lot of football during the football season. I mean, you are a damn um, Texan. I don't, I think if you did it, they they you could put in jail, right? Um, yeah. So football is one of those things. <laughs> like I don't I don't think about it from you know the second weekend in February until right about early August when it's about to roll into the preseason. And then okay. I start keeping an eye on stuff, get ready for fantasy football drafts and all that. That's the other thing too. Like I like to play fantasy football and I like to catch whoever I got playing to watch them. Uh, the reason I am not a fan of any particular team is being from Houston. I was a Texans fan for the better part of two decades. And then we moved and I washed my hands of that garbage you franchise. So, uh, well, so the oh, no, Oilers. You moved. That's right. Okay. Never yeah, mind. Moved, Never mind. Moved, moved. Yeah. Right. Uh, so, yeah, uh, we moved to Denver. I watched the Broncos while we lived there. We moved here. Chiefs games are on the afternoon. So, like, the Chiefs win. I'm cool with that. Uh, but I mostly just watch for fantasy, and it's just something that's on every weekend. Same thing with yeah. college football. I went to an FCS school. Which Sam Houston State Bearcats won the football title a few years ago in FCS. Yeah, they're actually pretty good. Um, but yeah, uh, FBS. I don't have a team, but whoever's playing on my TV on a Saturday afternoon, I'm gonna tune in and watch. But I got nothing better to do. That's good. Mm -hmm. I will say this: this is a guy who has family all over North Dakota. My whole dad's side of the family's from North Dakota. I got a lot of family in Fargo. Got a lot of family with NDSU, and they are. It's a hockey state, hundred <laughs> percent up there in North Dakota. But my God. NDSU fans like my uncle he probably is like as into football as any fan 
in the SEC. <laughs> it's for an FCS school, but they are very serious about it. So no disrespect to any FCS lovers out there. I think it was it was either North Dakota State or North Dakota. I think it was North Dakota State. Yeah, North Dakota State. UND's 100% hockey school. Their football team's there. Yeah, like North Dakota State was in the title game like every year because Sam Houston lost to him one year, then beat him yep. one year, then I think lost to him again. Like, yep. they were <laughs> yeah, they won like nine championships in the past like 15, yeah, it 15 was, 12 years or something stupid like that. Yeah. But yeah, football season. Excited for that. Oh, well, sorry. We got totally off track there, Jamie. Get us back on track. Let's talk about Dynamite. Yeah. Sorry. Well, I mean, I mean, do we want to talk about my fantasy football team names? One team is called Lion Tamer. One really quick team... second before we move on from Collision, because I didn't see it, but I did uh, okay. read what happened. Positive development that I'm 100% here for is Big Bill as Ricky Starks here. Like, they paired them together. Yes. And I, I like where they're going with that. Ricky Starks is suspended because he attacked CM Punk, I guess. I don't know. He's suspended for like nine, for however long. So yeah. he went and got a manager's license so he can be on collision every week. And he had to look for somebody. It. So he picked up Big Bill as his like guy. And I'm like, bravo. Classic pro wrestling angle. And like, yeah, Ricky Perfect. Starks is the mouthpiece for a literal giant. You can print money with that. Yeah. Because let's go, Big Bill, more W, more C, what Cas, whatever you know. He doesn't need to say more than four words no. <laughs> ever. <laughs> well, he's seven feet tall, and you can't teach that. <laughs> That's not from a movie, though. But anyway, so my real quick, my team names for everybody knows. This year, I I named one Lion Tamer. Then I have unsolicited Dak picks. He's had that one for a few years, but it's a good. And then, well, yeah, because it, it was replaced two girlies, one cup, because obviously, you know, t- yeah, girlies gone. And then my other one, who I've it's been my team name since since two thousand and two, Twinkie Huggers. Word. <laughs> so there you go. Those are my three teams. I used to have a lot more, but anyway, all right. Let's talk. Let's talk a little bit about the dynamite. Um, it's. Started off hot. I will definitely say the elite versus the Bullet Club Gold, uh, Juice Robinson and the Guns, which their their entrance is still cold. Uh, I just love it. What did you guys think of this match? It was a quick match. This wasn't really a match because yeah, was it though? I yeah. love that Rick Knox gets just like just straight punched by at the very beginning before the bell rings right they all have to go to shit and then yeah he pulls the chair away from juice robinson so juice settles this by just straight cold cocking rick knox i love that <laughs> it's fantastic yeah. so ftr comes down to make the save for the bucks and then of course Takeshka comes to take out omega sets up all that good stuff mm-hmm. uh omega almost got Takeshka and the one-winged angel so my thoughts here, gentlemen, actually my questions on your thoughts. Let me rephrase that. Okay. Based off of these events in a, any typical go home show, how do you feel about these matches? I actually feel my opinion of the whole night is I feel like this was one of their better go home shows. Yeah, their last one and this one have been pretty. Yeah, for the longest time, they never had good go home shows, right? You know, which is fine because the pay per views, like to your point, Austin, were fucking stellar, right? You know, but I thought this was 
a very good go home show, and Takeshka looked great. We there's a couple matches we don't need to worry about, right? MJF, Adam Cole, we know is going to be great, right? FTR Bucks don't need to worry about that, right? Mm-hmm. I feel I feel good about this. I always have. I hate even saying it, but it's almost because Bull Club Bull Club Gold not a problem, right? Mm-hmm. They're gonna they're gonna be just fine, okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Eddie Kingston. I'm oh, sorry. I'm going. I'm jumping matches here. Um, vocal gold. I feel is going to be fine, right? Um, mm-hmm. Kenny, not worried about him. Hangman, not worried about him. Only one question I have about the match, you know. The one time we've seen him, he looked rusty as hell, and we haven't seen him since. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Get those bad thoughts out of your damn head right now. I want to. I want to love it. I'm so excited he's here, but it's just like my 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 evidence. You you always say you know you always say give me the evidence. Or give me the examples, right? You know, I have one example to show you. How dare you use my words again? So, <laughs> so to, to counter your example though, and to to give Jamie some some hope so he doesn't die over there. Please, thank you. <laughs> I do remember after Blood and Guts, Abushi saying that when he got into the ring, he got like tacks in his shoe that were like fucking with him the rest of the match. Understandable. There was a million tacks in it. So it is, it is pop now. Granted, like if I went out there and just kind of looked off and not myself and bad and there were tacks and it was going to be an excuse, I would, I would probably look to something else. It's a natural human reaction. But mm-hmm. that being said, I I'll give him the benefit of the doubt, uh, benefit of the doubt, yeah. and especially like I think the three on three is a little bit more geared towards what you really want to see out of Ibushi rather yes. than like blood and guts was just it was kind of a weird thing. Blood and guts never made sense for Kota Ibushi. Let's yeah. be honest. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I thought the uh, the kind of have a match but don't have a match was a little weird. This whole opening segment, like it was. It was entertaining. Had some cool stuff. It was perfectly fine. It just felt like they didn't. They didn't feel like they needed to commit too much to driving the story with any of these guys into the pay per view. It was hey, let's throw everyone out there in this match for the first you know ten fifteen just to get them on the show and let's let's move on. Completely agree with that. I, I, right on the same point with you. I feel like this did little to help. Excuse blow up the matches because i i mean there's nothing more you need to do with ftr young bucks legit yeah we all can agree that is the quintessential <laughs> banger like that is this gonna that match will fuck so hard is gonna be ridiculous like everybody's gonna need a cigarette afterwards that's how good that match is gonna be okay we know this the the triple threat i think we already know how good that match is gonna be too like we don't need to mess with that either like this added no extra flames. They did that later, but I felt like this didn't really change or anything. I know when you have good guys going out yeah. on top, that's typically is a sign that they're going to lose at the show. I mean, I mean that, that that's a typical Fed trope for sure, right? It's not always the case in AEW, though. Well, is it, though? Not every time. You know I'm gonna bust out some history on you. Right? I know you, know? you are, because I, I, I just just use your own words against you. You're gonna have to retort on me somehow. I know how this goes, JP. <laughs> yeah, it's not a Fed trope. It's a trope. Okay, like it's just a thing. 
If you come out strong on Go Home, nine times out of ten, 90% of the time, you are going to lose at the show. <laughs> Very rarely. Very rarely. Omega can take that loss. Takeshka needs that win. Very obvious. I'm with you there. Yeah. And with everything going on with FTR and their legal things, I can easily see them dropping to the Bucks. But if they're going to settle things out and looks like everything's going to be fine, I could see them keeping it too. It's one of those things. The fact he was there tonight leads me to believe it's not. Well, Tony on the media call, they talked about like everything. It's like, you know, hey, we're supporting him. We're, you know, invested in this investigation, blah, 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 blah. Like he gave the usual thing, you know. Right. He's got he's got pay per view to sell. He can't back out of that match. <laughs> exactly. So, what did you guys think about the Adam Cole and MG, MJF separate interviews? Austin, you go. Uh. Yes. Just... <laughs> yeah. Um, Only I mean, have one note. Well, I have two notes. So I thought MJF's it started a little weird. Uh, mm-hmm. like it wasn't bad or anything, uh, but like the the British, like it was it was kind of it was like this weird mix of being a face and a heel at the same time that just like didn't really land for me. He's a twenty twenty three uh, version of the British bulldog. If he was Jewish and had a good uh, and and was a good speaker, yeah, like I love that quote. I'm sorry, I had to write that down. That was so good. Yeah. Uh, just like I didn't really know what what he was kind of going for. It got like a little more serious as it went on. But yeah, it was Yeah, I don't know. Like after it's it's I get doing the sit down interviews on the go home show, like, hey, that's your title match, your main event, your big show. But there has been so much just like silliness so far. It was just kinda yeah, it was kinda weird. Like it was fine. Yeah. It wasn't bad or anything, but just kinda weird. Mm-hmm. I have a I have a thought, because um, Heather Heather kind of stole my thought a little bit. But to Jamie's point, and yes, Jamie gets to pat himself on the back here. I know too far away. I can't reach it, <laughs> or it'd be on my head right now. I'll just give you a quick little stamp there and take it away. Um, we saw the beginning of Adam Cole's heel turn tonight, and for MJF. This is what I um, – thanks for joining us, 3 Pete. Thanks for joining us. Um, for for MJF, I think, he's, I think we're going in on face and we're doing this new type of face where it's that just a total dick but in a good way, right? <laughs> so everything like you said you, like even the way he talked about the Brits oh I love being with all those cross-eyed crooked teeth you know people They're, it's it's like a slapstick face almost yes Jamie mm-hmm. I'll give you another stamp okay yes I know <laughs> that's what I thought so I feel I feel like for Adam Cole specifically I think and Heather Heather said the same thing in our, in our live chat you know you saw the beginning of a heel turn Mm-hmm. And I have more thoughts on that later on, unless you want to incorporate uh, the other interview that happened later in the show into this. Fuck it, let's just do it. So, yeah, we're gonna do all both of them together. Well, all three of them together. 
Because there was also a Roderick. We did see his foot. I hope to God there's a cast on that foot. But (laughs) Roderick Strong still in his neck brace. Sad Roddy. And the kingdom. (laughs) I need to order one. I really need to order one and wear it. So, okay. Okay, this is what's going to happen. I'm going to wear it for the post show of All In. You don't need to order one. Just go to Home Depot get or go to Joanne Fabrics for God's sake. Just get a big thing of foam and just cut it, you know, and boom, there you oh, go. I want it to be authentic. Right. I want it to be authentic. Right. If, you the, if you do the Roddy neck brace, then the next week you need to have it again, but a, like a tuxedo jack with no shirt and do the Joel Gertner from ECW. <laughs> oh my God, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he, he, He's probably gonna. He's writing it down. I know he's probably gonna do that. Talk so hard. That'd be so funny. Fantastic. I'll be like like, around Halloween time. But they. So all Roderick said was just one line. Okay, a little whimpering and a little bit whatever. You know, but he said one line to Renee. He says, "By the end of All In, we're going to find out who the real MJF is, and we're also going to find out who the real Adam Cole is." faction it's, it's it's like 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 i said you know it's going to be the kingdom and, and roddy are going to be part of in, uh adam cole's aw version of undisputed era right whatever that may be called i feel like it was like written out to us in crayon on a giant whiteboard right that's what i got uh, right there with you as you know as you know I have prophesized this, though my Ooh. prophecies have been a little off lately. I've prophesized this one, and I feel it to be true. You will get heel Adam Cole, full face turn for MJF, just do the same swappy swappity swap that they did for the ladies, even though I feel like Britt's going to turn heel before her too long because she sucks as a face, and I know she's dealing with some injuries, but whatever. Um, but I feel like that's going to happen gonna happen guys just hey, uh, accept it so i didn't uh so this was something about the goho show that like did click for me and i may be wrong but i got a real strong feeling tonight that mjf is leaving all in a fucking heel and probably still the champion i think his babyface stick got a little too like I don't want to say like a little too on the nose, but it started to see like it started to all click like he's he's clearly <clears throat> gonna pull the rug out from under you and he's still the same MJF he's always been. And I think I don't know about Roddy and the Kingdom. I don't know what's gonna happen with them. I don't know if M- or if Cole's gonna try and turn on him too. I just got the feeling that MJF is not turning face and that this is because this I think all the stuff he's been doing over the last few weeks makes way more sense if it's just a, a big I gotcha. Um, it's just such a heel move and it fits with his character so much. It's pretty on the nose, not going to lie. You know, it feels yeah, like that's like, like a pretty on the nose part. It's, it's started to get to the point where it's almost like a little tongue in cheek. Like he's. I, 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 like I said, I don't know what's going to happen in the main event uh, with Roddy and the Kingdom and Adam Cole's part of it, but I'm fairly convinced now that MJF is leaving all in a heel. Well, Heather actually had a good comment about that. She said, hot take. They both Ooh, tried. I like this. 
they meaning Adam Cole and MJF, unless I'm mis- misspeaking here, Heather, correct me. That's but, the way I read it. Yeah, they're both, they both tried to make a deal with the kingdom. So what if the kingdom was sent to console Roddy on MJF's behalf? And they come out to do the screwing over, and then they turn on Roddy, which gets Adam Cole flustered, and MJF reveals his grand master plan the whole time. And does so, exactly what you said. Yeah, I, I think something like that. I think it is going to be uh, a little overbooked. Um, <clears throat> I think the, the, yeah. it's going to have a lot going on for like your main event of this big 80,000-seat Wembley show. Uh but I think they've probably got anyone that's buying a ticket largely bought into this story, so I think it'll still work and it'll still be good. Uh, but yeah, I think there's going to be like double crosses and. Uh, <laughs> well, we all, just we just spent five minutes saying you know, giving a bunch of reasons and different angles we can go with this. So it's not like yeah. it's overplayed. There's there's yeah. options here. My my only thing is uh, with so many options and how much interest there is once again why are they wrestling on the fucking pre-show <laughs> yeah don't i like you you couldn't have gotten a a popular indie tag team from the uk to fight aussie open for their roh tag titles in your pre-show get a nice local pop for somebody it it just doesn't need it like yeah there's so much else yeah. going on you don't need that i feel like I mean, it's go ahead jamie go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I, I 100% feel like the pre-show is to create that dissension between them because one of them's going to cost the other the match and then they're going to have that heat for the match. But you don't need that. Like, you built it up beautifully today. That's my you point. You don't yeah. need that. Like, I agree. You you could you could put somebody else in there. Hell, put put the uh, uh, the guys formerly known as Bear Country. What are they called now? The... I don't even know what they're called now, but yeah. Iron, the Iron, whatever foundation. Dark Iron. Order. You can put Dark Order yeah, up there. Yeah. Don Castle's yeah, boys. I mean, come on. Oh, Girl, give me some Don Castle. And whichever the Martin brothers isn't currently hurt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, or so give me sad. Chris Statlander versus Ruby Soho. Hey, Ruby. Hi, Ruby. Beat you. I'll, I'll wait till we get to that match, but we did that did get somewhat teased, which. I have Positive many thoughts on you guys know I have many thoughts on that. But yeah, I agree with Jay 100 percent It's like that's that's what that was meant for. It's meant to create tension, but you've already made enough tension to this other stuff. So either that match is no longer necessary, which it to your point, Austin, it's not anymore, right? We don't need to make this tension because you've already built it up. You need to do all this other stuff. Maybe you could have had, I don't know, a second women's match instead of doing all this shit. Just say. Or like <laughs> you, you literally have the kingdom. Why don't you have the kingdom wrestling for the ROH tag titles on your pre-show? That, that would be great. Shitload more sense. Perfect. With, with Roddy at ringside, and maybe Adam finally comes out of the bag. He's like, "Hey, Roddy, I finally got some time to talk to you." And Roddy's in the middle of managing a match. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that'd be so great. He comes yes. down and gives Roddy a rascal. <laughs> he sees him like struggling on it so he rolls out a rascal and like, waved everybody and, just gives and then that distracts the kingdom they get beat and then the main event they come out and beat up Adam Cole and MJF leaves with a title and it all There's ties so right back together Heather's calling for variables. a double turn Heather's calling for a turn with the kingdom and then the kingdom turns and joins MJF and so it's yeah 
you can't you can't triple stamp a double stamp though. <laughs> yeah, well, apparently yeah, she's booking it that way. I definitely see the end of that match involving the kingdom coming out and getting in the ring where you're not sure who they're going to jump. It's going right. to be Hogan Goldberg from 1998 all over again. So there's going to be 18 people at ringside before Somehow, you know the match. Somehow, yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, really quick uh, about, uh, you know, late 90s WCW. <laughs> While AEW still has Sting, can they please do the gimmick where he drops from the Raptors and pulls off the Sting mask, but it's just him underneath? <laughs> that was the best. That was one of the best moments. Yeah, I love they, that. They, they, they did that without the dropping from the rafters part. Oh, that's right. They did do that. He was in the crowd like, with the crowd, sting mask right? yeah. on, eating popcorn, and then he pulls the sting mask off and it's Sting. Yeah. Sting is a gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> well, he's giving on Sunday. You want to talk about what led up to what's what, let's well, talk about what the on. hell is going on with that match, Jamie? Okay. Yeah. So. We'll get to the, hey, an injury was reported yesterday, so we have a match to confirm. Oh, I actually injury. have an update on that, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Weird. Uh, so we'll, we'll put a pin in that guy. But, yeah, let's go ahead and talk about uh, good old tornado tag team match, Darby <laughs> Allen and Nick Wayne versus Swerve and A.R. Fox. Excellent match. If you like watching Darby Allen get the crap kicked out of him for 95% of the match. Actually, it was Nick Wayne who got the crap kicked out of him for 95% of the match and find some magic way to win. A typical Darby Allen match. I do love Darby Allen's suicide dive. Because he's the only one that I can actually say that that move is aptly named. Because he goes well, way too fast. <laughs> I have to say this, and, and Austin, you might have seen it differently, but I completely believe Swerve Strickland saved his life. Like, because oh, he, he was going head first for the he uh, announce table, and Swerve literally grabbed him and pulled him into him because he, he mislaunched. And I saw Swerve just grab and pull to save that man's life. So I would 100% agree with you if it was anyone else diving out of the ring, but I've seen Darby just like fly head first into random ringside furniture so many fucking times. <laughs> I don't think he can be killed by that. He can't be he, killed he by conventional weapons. No, he, you can throw him into literally any somewhat rigid structure and he will survive. But otherwise, yeah, that looks like it was going to be rough. Mm. Yeah, this, uh, I mean, the match was fine. Uh, the the fallout from the match was a little confusing. A little yes. confusing, uh, yes. Yeah. So I, I didn't 100% hear what a fan said, but I'm pretty sure they said exactly what I was thinking. So Brian Cage comes out post-match. Beats him down. He's leaving with Swerve. You know, Sting comes out and all that, you know, all this stuff. He's leaving with Swerve, and then Darby's like, because he just jumped AR Fox out of his little faction. Darby's like, so who's your other guy going to be? Well, Brian Cage is standing right the fuck there next yeah. to him. And I'm pretty sure a fan was like, isn't it you because you're standing right there? Because I saw Brian Cage turn and go, <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, but it, no, it's, it's not yeah. Brian Cage. Wait, what? So like why i don't is, know did maybe i missed it did a graphic come up for like the updated match like yes. did it get yes. yeah it did. so i have thoughts on this and okay. here is the graphic here, here here hear me out so first off air fox got jumped out 
He's and fired from the embassy. Yeah, he whatever. gets fired, but then he's cool with uh, with Darby again, so I guess he's face again. So it's like, hey, let's bury him. But then we're going to bring out Christian and everything, so it's going to be Darby, Allen, and Sting going against Swerve and one Christian Cage. This leads Jamie to believe, yes, I don't have my, my hat on, but this is happening. The reason they did this is because they've officially signed Edge and he's going to show up at all in. That makes a ton of sense. Uh, that does make a lot of sense. And that would be rad. Um, quick shout out for Christian's promo on Nick oh Wayne. My God, yes. Oh, we're, yes. Yes. We are going to talk about it. Yes, please. Oh yeah. We'll, we'll get to that in a second. Um, so is that the official match? It's Swerve and Christian. Officially, yes. It's still, it's still a tag. It's still a, a two on two match. Two on two okay. coffee, man. Cause I, they may have, been, I was feeling like, okay, we've got ourselves a four on four coffin match, I guess yeah. now with AR Fox sick. and Nick yeah. Wayne and all this, yeah. because Christian came out and cut a promo on one person. And it was nobody in the match. It was Nick Wayne. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think I missed the graphic. So leaving that, I thought it was going to be a four on four. No. Yeah. Brian yeah. were luchasaurus and christian against Sting, darby ar yep. fox and nick wayne luchasaurus um, brian cage ar fox and uh nick wayne are doing dick all they'll be yeah. ringside they'll, so they'll be for involved. the match itself i hope it's i hope it's what you're thinking jamie and it's because edge is showing up um that being said i could also see it being because they saw sting and saw the other side was AR Fox and Swerve. And AR Fox and Swerve are both phenomenal performers. But what is Sting going to really do with them? Even if it's a gimmick match, I think swapping out AR Fox for Christian gives Sting a little bit more to do. It makes better, It makes more uh, sense on paper, 100%. more offense to take as well, because Sting can't really bump for a lot of AR Fox and Swerve shit, uh, being 63 years old or whatever he is. <laughs> um but you know christian can can hit some safe stuff on him so mm. and i'm i think that was part of it too i think a lot of your international audience they know and remember christian as much as anyone else from like the heyday of the 90s <laughs> and the early 2000s and they thought maybe that was a slightly better attraction but i really hope it's because that just showing up that'd be rad that's that's the, that's my guess but. there is there is a known history i mean there is a a shared history between uh christian and and uh and Sting from back in TNA, right? You know, okay. so uh, the pre-Hogan TNA, by the way, uh, thankfully. Um, I seriously thought you were going to say there's there's a history between Edge and Christian. I was about to like, <laughs> shit. A little bit. That makes a ton of sense. Before we talk about the promo, the only thing that I get all this, it makes sense, but I hate, 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 hate the fact that A.R. Fox, because I pontificated, was it three weeks ago, something like that, how much I loved this whole A.R. Fox, Swerve, Prince Nana, like, yeah. just break them off, have them be their own thing, this is, and they, and they just wiped their ass and threw it in the, in, in the toilet after two weeks, it's like, <sighs> and A.R. Fox was, he was a lot better as a heel he was more entertaining he still does the same amount of flippy shit in the ring but now there's a little edge to him and putting him with swerve was great as, yeah. you're, you're only line swerve up with either somebody from seattle darby allen or random ass feuds this was actually something that you could yeah. do random shit with but it's still got a purpose because they have this like you know 
black man militia thing going on, right? I'm cool with that. I thought it was great. And they got rid of it. So, so quickly. Or, or it's a ruse. <laughs> it's not a ruse. All right, so let's move on from this. Let's talk about the... Wait, wait, wait. We got oh, to no, talk no. about the promo. The promo. Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. Okay, my bad. Yeah. I thought we already kind of talked about the promo. The I'm going to attack Nick Wayne's dead father promo. <laughs> uh, that's all I got to say about that. It's a Christian trope now, attacking somebody's dead father. The, the delivery of those first two lines, that first few lines, because... A few weeks ago when Dick Wayne debuted, it was just getting memed all over the place. Christian, I hear you have a dead father. And then, <laughs> he's like, I hear you have a father and that he's dead. And it was so like drawn out and like perfectly yeah. delivered. Oh, and then oh. just following up with uh, Buddy Wayne. I never heard of him. He must not have been very good. Like, <laughs> yeah. and, and he doubled down on the double down and kept going into it. And you know, it's just like you can tell. First of all, I love this Christian. I love this is evil heel Christian. Same. Always Same. been my favorite Christian, and the man can still talk. It's just fantastic. Yeah. And, and I used about, to hate about, him as a face. Love and the, and the heat he got from it was fucking great. The crowd was fantastic, by the way. Way to go, yeah. Atlanta. Uh, yeah, don't be around, or you're gonna see another loved one get put in a coffin. Yeah, <laughs> I was like. Wow, he like that's the great thing about Christian. Christian does not care. Obviously, he checks up. He's like, can I, can I talk some shit out of your dead dad? Is he cool with that? Yeah, okay, great. It's gonna get great heat. You're gonna see. People are gonna love you. He's just it's he's like a low key one of the greatest promo guys of all time. Like when you're thinking right. of like the great talkers, you don't necessarily think of Christian, but uh, every time you hear him talk, you're like, oh yeah, that guy can cut the hell out of a promo. So good. So he's good. a heel. As a heel, yeah, I don't like his face promos at all. No. Heel no, promo. He's, he's, he's yeah. an actual heel. He's not, he's, not a good, he's not a good face. What's up, Clint? Um, all right, so let's move on, Jamie. Where do we go next? All right, well, let's talk about the news that was already broke, I think, on Tuesday or maybe even Monday. Ray Phoenix was injured. No. I misspoke when I told you that earlier because I read a bad source. Oh, no, 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 no. It was on the, the – no, no, no. No, no, no. Oh, well, I know the reason why he's not on a all-in card. It's not, not an injury, but yeah, go ahead. Well, yeah, he's got something else going on, but like they said that he was possibly unavailable is what I read in my stuff. And so that's how they wrote him out. So I read when, from when the, Wrestling Observer, and there was, mm -hmm. it was copied in some other ones too, that the mm -hmm. reason he's written off the card for AEW uh, for all-in, so excuse me, is because of visa issues because he's currently trying to get permanent residency in the u.s it's also a reason why he wasn't at triple mania last month and had to vacate a triple a title um because he basically can't travel outside the u.s right now yeah that's what i saw as well like, yeah i saw that he had something going on like they i already was, he was yeah i read i read I, same thing i heard something he was injured but it didn't say what it was Yep. So they Everybody wrote, they wrote say, his ass out. They, they <laughs> what did you guys think about this match? Let me ask you that. Uh, well, I thought this match was flames. Like, I thought it started a little weird with Mox just beating the piss out of him. Mm -hmm. And that it was just going to be, oh, he's just jumping him off the show. And But then 
after about six minutes of that, uh, Ray Phoenix just started popping off with his cool lucha shit, and I thought the match itself was phenomenal. It it looked to me like Mox went out there was like, all right, kid, you unfortunately got to miss Wembley, but we'll go out there and kill it tonight. I loved this match. Not just because I love Ray I Phoenix, it. but my yeah. God. Easily match of the night. 100%. So for me, this match, I mean, first off, Moxley didn't bleed. Amazingly enough. It was an amazing match for Mox where no blood was shed. Maybe, maybe it was out of respect for Terry Funk. Maybe. That's what I was kind of thinking, too. Like, legit thought that Like while I was watching. Maybe he's not bleeding because Terry's known for it and Terry passed, yeah. so this is Terry's thing. I felt I'm a lot during this match about Terry Funk, about yeah. how much. Because I Kyle think. Driver, you know, all the things. And, and Moxie has said how much he loved Terry Funk in the past, too, right? You know, but if you look at. Who is a Terry Funk-esque person? There's a lot of people influenced by him, but who would you say is the modern version of Terry Funk? I would say John Moxley. It's Mox. And that um, that was something I I forgot to mention earlier, just talking about Terry Funk. Mox seems like he's very much on that Terry Funk career path of he doesn't need to be in the main event. He's going to go out there with whoever you want to put him with, make him look great. And he's just going to keep doing it because he just fucking loves pro wrestling. Like, yeah. I could see Mox continuing to do this shit for, like, 20 more years in VFW halls and <laughs> wherever he shows up to. Um, yeah, like, I, I, Mox very much seems like the next that guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the night after, t- uh, night, the day of Terry Funk's passing, he goes out there with a luchador and puts on this type of match. Yeah. He can work right. with anybody, man. So... After the match, the rest of Blackpool Combat Club goes out there and just beats the hell out of Ray to officially write Ray out. With crowbars. Uh, with crowbars. <laughs> but then, out of nowhere, here comes Ortiz uh, whipping around a butter sock, if anybody's ever watched Doc Carly. <laughs> um, so, got got the sock, and then behind him, here comes or- uh, Santana. So, proud and powerful, LAX, whatever you want to call him. Back together, even though there has been tons of animosity between those two dudes before the injury. So I'm wondering if that, that's been healed or whatever. I don't know. Um, but they're going to be on the Blackpool Combat Club team now. So it's going to be a five on five instead of a six on six. Yeah, okay. I, uh, I was thinking about that earlier today because I know last week my, my guess was Dark Order to fill in those extra people. Uh, but I know it had been rumored that Santana Ortiz were supposed to be coming back soon. And, mm-hmm. like, in hindsight, this seemed like a layup. I just... Yeah. I, I wish they would have done it a little bit differently, where they had, uh, you know, your faces, best friends, Kingston, come out, even the odds. One of them comes out to give the BCC the advantage. The other one comes out looking like he's going to fight, you know, whichever one you want on which side. But then he turns around and starts beating up best friends of them as well. And then you get that little reunion moment where you kind of tease it a little bit. But uh, it's rad to see them both back and in this match. Like, they've been a huge part of AEW for a lot of its run. So it's good to see them back at Wembley. Well, and I was confused a little bit about it too, Heather says. This crowd seemed confused. And I think what it was, because you were trying to do three things at the same time, right? You're trying to write off 
in the ring, you're trying to ride off uh, uh, Ray Phoenix, right? So you have the whole crowbar thing. Outside the ring is where you're doing all that. You're doing it in two parts where you have Ortiz come out and confront and stop them from going into the ring. And then you have Santana behind who has the music and the reveal. And they're doing it all at the same time. So it's just like... Very discombobulated. It's probably one of those things that like you're thinking through it in your head and putting it together. And you're like, oh, yeah, then this will happen. This will happen. And then you, it just goes out there and it happens. And then in hindsight, you're like, oh, yeah, that was a little bit more of a clusterfuck than I, I that thought wasn't it would be. It for sometimes. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to save the Mox. Uh, sorry. I want to save the Jericho Osprey signing to the end to, okay. for the end. That's good. Because I feel like there's a lot to be said for that. There's a lot to unpack out of that. Um, the Young Buck uh, FTR interview was was awesome. I thought those two went at each other just enough, and you could tell they were kind of riding the line of brawl out stuff there to you a little bit. Um, you know, saying, Hey, we're paying you type shit. Like it was it was good, even though they were both kind of heelish towards each other. I enjoyed it. I don't, I don't know what you guys thought, but I felt like it was perfect. I thought it was fine. And once again, it's not needed. You didn't need it, yeah. No, it was here's a little you know, you you had the little running and save earlier in the night. Here's a little sit down interview. Um that reminds me, though, hopping backwards in a segment, um, post the box or BCC, Best Friends, all that stuff, um, Eddie and Renee's interview in the back. Oh, did you see good. what your husband did? Was so It was good. like, I love the fact that they don't ignore that that is John Moxley's husband. And it seemed like a very real moment. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. it, it was it was just such a nice little touch for that feud and like what to expect on Sunday. I, I had to call that out, think it back on it. Cause that was, it wasn't much, but it was perfect for what it was. Eddie is and, King, dude. Eddie is King. Oh, like so he so does, he loves the little thing. Like get that camera on my face right now. Blah, blah, blah. Like, what are you doing here? Do you see what your husband did? Like, oh, I was like, oh yes. <laughs> so, bring that home. so we did have, Two different women that we have seen not seen recently on Dynamite. We've seen a lost sky blue on Collision, but we have not seen her on Dynamite. So we had Ruby Soho. Hey, Ruby. Um, going up against Sky Blue, and we've seen this match before. I thought it was an okay match. It was fine. It wasn't a bad match. It wasn't a great match. It was it was it was a filler match. It was a match. It'd be it'd be yeah. one of those that'd be nice if it was like one of two women's matches throughout the night. So it could be like the the other one, right? Not not today. Not today. <laughs> it was it was all right. I think Sky Blue could probably use some more time on Rampage or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe. because she has there's flashes and like with Sky Blue, her moves like in her move set that she does regularly, she executes really well. Everything else is just like a little too slow and safe where it kind of takes you out of the moment of what's going on in the match. And that's the things that you just polish up over time of just having more experience. Uh, But it looked like Ruby was working her ass off to keep that thing moving along and selling really hard for her. Watching that match, the first thing that came to mind for me was I need Ruby Soho versus the Bunny with like a good 12 to 15 on Dynamite. I think they would go out there and just tear it down. That would be great match it'd be like after ruby gets her her loss to chris statley oh, yeah. oh damn you damn you because they're both just there to lose so it'd have to be like a double dq or something um 
but the two workhorses holding everything together, I want to see. I want to see them get like a fifteen-minute dynamite main event. Yes, uh, it's worth it. it uh, so actually, worth it. though, I, I do. I could see Ruby taking the TBS title from Statlander temporarily to move it on to some baby face they want to put it on. Which is Although fine because it still her. counts. Just give it to her for a week, for God's sake. I, yeah, I think you could give her a nice little, like, couple-week-long transitional champion run. Uh, sure. Back yourself up. The only, my only thought against that is you really haven't had Statlander do anything with the title yet. Which is another reason why I think it's a good idea to do that, right? Okay. So here, here's my thought on that whole belt, right? It was Jade Cargill's belt. It was made for Jade Cargill. It was placed upon her shoulder and then just left there for pictures and photo shoots and media junkets, right? That is the goddamn purpose of the belt, pretty much, right? I know, whatever. That's why it was. That's what happened. And then you finally took it off of her in a very, looking back, it was an odd way, right? A returning mm -hmm. Statlander out of nowhere gets a her second defense of the night, whatever, you put on Statlander, right? And to your point, they've done dick all with it since. Move it around. Bounce it. Have it change every fucking month. The TNT title? Yeah, I don't care. Just bounce it around. Start Do something I, with it. I would Ruby like to see that as well. I like, I like when there's one title that stays with longer runs, but you have a, like your lower mid-card title moves around a bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I... Goes to Ruby for a month. It goes to Willow for two weeks. And then, you know, Soraya gets it out of nowhere. And then she drops it to Britt. And then Britt, you know, just have it go around. Who cares? I think uh, I could see Ruby taking it for a short run and dropping it to Willow. I would be very on board with that. That makes sense. Um, yeah. Another in the, in the four <laughs> column of Ruby winning the TBS title, I think moving her over to Collision would be a, a nice change of pace. The... Uh, the outcast thing has run its course. You can have some blow up between Tony and Soraya on Sunday and then just send Ruby over to collision to, to win the TBS title. Well, they've been, and Jamie, what's your thoughts on this? Cause they started to like, they, they've been planting some seeds on that, right? Soraya has been a little bit here and there, you know, just because she has other things going on, whatever stuff happening. They've, they've, they're starting to re they've started repackaging Tony already, and Heather made a mention of this. Uh, another fantastic event that happened on Tony. Tony interviewed the the, the new woman backstage. It's still Lexi Nair, uh, but she's the new woman this week. Uh, whoever was here last week sucked. Uh, she's got this very odd Mrs. Doubtfire British thing going on here with like fancy robes and you know the gloves and stuff. And she's trying to be all like prim and proper. Ruby's kind of being her Ruby self, like she was like pre. Uh, mm -hmm. um, what what are these called? Outcasts, right? You know. So in a way, they're starting to differentiate within this faction. And I think I think I think you hit the nail on the head that they're leading towards a post-all in breakout. You know, which would be great because then you can do different things with them. You can, if you want to make Ruby face again, fine, right? If you want to make them all heal but make them separate heals, fine, right? But I think there's going to be some factions there. It's like they're actually trying to do something with the women's division. Granted, it's with the same six or seven people, but they're actually doing something. The, something. the, thing, the thing, though, gentlemen, is you have to pr protect Soraya. Like she can't wrestle like she used to. She's gotten better. Yeah. 
She's but not she be... is literally one <laughs> botch away from being in a wheelchair. Yeah. And she can't wrestle every week, right? So they have to protect her. So they have to put her in some sort of faction, which makes a lot of sense. But, you know, <clears throat> maybe it is Tony going on her own and those two going to collision. And then they start building up a group of heels over there. And Tony just goes batshit crazy. And you don't know she's face or heel, but you are just invested because she is nuts. Still throwing I shoes at the end of every interview now to, to Lexi Nair. Just, yeah, like, I love the whole crazy thing, like, because it really worked with Chelsea Green, like, and in, in, in TNA, like, I love the crazy Chelsea Green, you know, thing. They could yep. do it here with her. I think that makes a lot of sense. I still think you protect Soraya with Ruby and maybe add some people over there, put him over on Collision, because Collision needs a breath of fresh air over there, and then you can build some women over here, maybe Mariah May. Throwing that name out there because she's officially a free agent from stardom. Would love to see her over here. She'd make a lot of sense in a lot of ways. Yeah, uh, I do got to say, I I love Tony's new gimmick. Uh, one thing that they don't do enough is have someone take a like devastating loss poorly. Like Tony Storm lost the women's world title and is not taking it well. And that's a story I can easily understand watching. Like that's character development. That's, that's interesting. That's, yeah. but that's, that's, uh, you know, sad Baron Corbin all over again. Like yes. that was yeah. the most thing I've done with him is have somebody like, show me that they care about this shit so much that it literally affects them when they like, that's, that's how much that title meant. Like I am a hundred percent bought in on that. So I and Heather had said this and I've been saying this for a minute and I am pitting this said comment because people are worried that Soraya is going to win. I feel like one of two things is going to happen. I, I'm going to take the pin out of Jericho and then for just a second, just talk about this because the way that's built up, I don't necessarily believe that they are going to have both Brits win. One of them will. Yep. And... I am leaning more towards Osprey, which is uh, the obvious, but Soraya would be a quick, easy pop. And then that could easily create the dissension of Tony as well, you know, of just going further. Like her friend got it and she didn't, you know, that's a match for the next, next Sunday too. Exactly. Or then you have Sheeta versus whoever. Cause I feel like, I feel like titles got to change there. And then the winner faces Sheeta at all out. I feel like that makes the most sense. Like you could easily do that. Hey, loser. Okay. You invoke your claws the next, next week. And then you could win it back or whatever, you know, like we can figure it out. But I feel like that would one, you make the fans happy. I know Heather doesn't like it, but I feel like that makes a ton of sense. I, the only reason why I think there's a chance uh, Soraya could win is because there's another pay-per-view a week later <laughs> and she would need to immediately mistake. drop the title. Like if, if they were to give her a serious run as limited as she is just Nobody. physically, like she can't be out there wrestling every week. There's already not enough focus on the women's division as it is. <laughs> um, 
putting the belt on someone that can't go out there. And when you have, you do have like your, the top of your women's division, especially once you get hater back, whatever that may be, Sheeta can go. Uh, you're getting Thunder Rosa back soon, and Thunder Rosa can mm-hmm. can go when she's in there with someone that can. Tony's can. top talent. Ruby's um, a solid worker. I mean, you've got it. I could see. So that's the only thing. Like, if if, if Soraya wins, she's going to drop it the next week, or yeah, she, yeah. she's certainly better. But what singles match at All Out with Soraya do you like? Really want to see? Only Over, one I want to see would be her and Tony, honestly, because that, like, that's a storyline to that one. The other that's one's a story, oh. but I still wouldn't want to see that over Sheeta wrestle anyone else that can go. Agree, hundred percent. Um, one I would say uh, far less than likely scenario is it would be dope if maybe Sheeta retains and then Thunder Rosa returns and they set up Sheeta and Thunder Rosa at all out. I'd be on board too. with that. Uh, I would say it's it seems unlikely Sheeta's leaving with the title though. It feels like they have to, and then they can set up Sheeta, or she retains. To your point, and they set up Thunder yeah. Rosa the next Unless week. Rosa's but... coming back. Uh, it just seems like they're going to put it on any of the other three. I mean, I again, I still believe this is the one match where I can see any four of them walking out with it because of this. Just like, what do you do next, bit? That leads me to believe that maybe she does fine holding it. Britt Baker, right? You talk about Thunder Rosa coming back. Who better for her to come back against than the one person that than the one person who would actually be make make sense, which is Britt Baker, right? That's their mm-hmm. feud. And I mean, I could also see them just looking at it as Britt's just been kind of spinning her wheel since dropping the title. It's been long enough. Maybe you do put it back on her for a while. Um, probably not longer than like a six month run or something, but I could see them doing that. It wouldn't be the worst decision in the world. I it's think she's much good, more interesting as a champion. It's got a good angle for when Hater comes back. Yeah. But Britt's banged up pretty bad. Like that's the reports that's that have been coming out that, that, her back that I've screwed, read. Right? Like her back's pretty messed up. Like she's gonna probably need some time off to heal. Maybe this is where they write her out so she can, and then you reinsert a Thunder Rosa or a Maria, a Mariah May, somebody like that that could come in and be a top tier talent instantly um, mm. and fill her void. Um, I feel like Thunder makes a lot of sense. Um, but yeah, I feel like they could do that, then have her come back. And then when she's 100%, 100% Brit is a pretty good Brit, and she probably needs a little mental break too. Like, you know. We all see it, so let's 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 We've give it to her. There. But if Soraya wins, it's in service only. So I'm not familiar with Mariah May. Like, how big of a deal is her being signed? Like, is she coming right to the top of the card, or is she uh, oh, a yeah. promising? She, only... go ahead. Yeah, she's in stardom, okay. and she is known as the foreign effing ace. Okay, so. And again, I was genuinely asking because, like, I watch TJPW from time to time, but I don't really catch any stardom. Uh, if she's that big of a deal and that good, put Sheeta over, have her show up afterwards, and then do Sheeta and her it all out and just put the belt on someone brand new and make them a big deal. Yeah. My, so, my you, you know other... who Tiffany Stratton is? Hold on real quick. You know yeah, Tiff, Tiffany Stratton? Yeah, NXT. NXT, right? yeah, yeah. She's basically an English clone of her. 
Word. Like, they look almost identical. She might be a little bit taller and has a much better moveset, other than the PME is. And I don't know, like, I don't necessarily know what the timeline of her, like, if she's available to show up right away, but if you've got someone that's, like, that talented and is a top, top-level top star, you, you know they could be that, why not just strap the rocket ship to him right away? Light, light a fire in the women's division. Mm-hmm. I feel like they need anything to, to, to do that, and... <clears throat> A good a good part of me knows I know that Tony was like booking wise he was heartbroken that Hater couldn't make Wembley right yeah he's been he's been working to try and get Julia over here right you know so there's that I feel like the more I thought about because initially I see I see Maria May and I see her and she's she, Jamie told me that she's free agent she did, she turned off her big cartel store today blah 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 and I'm like she's going to the Fed. 100%, right? Because that's a, you look at her and you think, yeah, Vince McMahon wants that in his organization, right? But to Jamie's point, they already have that over there. So, and she can actually wrestle, so she kind of doesn't fit with the WWE standards. I'm sorry. Um, that was mean, but kind of uh, true. It's not like my, uh, my uh, critique of Sky Blue earlier is applicable to pretty much every woman I see wrestle in NXT these days. Mm-hmm. But, which is sad because just a couple of years ago, it was not that oh, like so NXT so had some good. of the best women's wrestling in the world. That's not based out of Japan because the Joshis are in their own category of pro wrestling. But it was so good. Oh my God. Yeah. So, so let's move off the women's wrestling. Cause we've been here for a hot minute. Uh, Cause I know <laughs> we could be here forever. We, we, um, we tend, we tend, we tend to like linger around this issue. Okay. We're going to get good booking. It's going to be fine. Let's, yeah, let's move on, Jamie. Yeah, so footnote-wise, I don't know if this is necessarily – it's kind of a, a bad pun here. Uh, the Acclaim came out, House of Black starts attacking him, and then here comes Billy Gunn. Billy Gunn cuts a, a, a promo about how they threw away – because they did a vid- video thing where they, they threw away his boots. So he's coming back, but it's not Daddy Ass who's coming back. It's the badass. So badass Billy Gunn and the Acclaimed going up against the House of Black at All In – we get the match that we wanted, or at least JJ one. Give him his credit here, hundred um, percent. This is gonna be a good match. We already know, it, and you don't need a big build. Need no build for this. I mean, Something they've but they've kind of been building it for a while now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Got storyline. You don't need a build. Yeah, I. Uh, I'm not sure. I would prefer having badass Billy Gunn over just daddy ass. Like daddy ass has become such a beloved character. Um, just make it like daddy ass's last ride or something like that. Um, <laughs> I mean, how different you, is badass Billy Gunn from daddy ass? Yeah, Not so, vastly different. Let's be real. Yeah. Like you're, you're kind of the same dude. And if you go back and watch a lot of the attitude era, it wasn't as great as, especially a lot of the DX stuff. Um, <laughs> so like, but, and that's, that's the thing. Uh, yeah. Daddy ass has gotten more over than badass Billy Gunn ever was. Right. Uh, but I mean, that's a minor nitpicky thing. It's I, 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 I get it. Something like an attraction for the end of this. It could also be something where, you know, maybe you're getting casual fans in the UK that just see badass Billy Gunn and they're like, oh, I remember him. Like, they haven't been watching AEW. They're like, all right, cool. We Maybe we'll go see this. Uh, 
So it's a minor thing. Yeah, outside of that, trust me, no. At least oh, it wasn't yeah. cute Kip. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I just, honestly, I was like, he's like, and I'm not coming. Like, and then next thing you know, you hear, ass man. You oh, know? If I hear ass man, I'm going to lose my shit, <laughs> man. I'll have eggs and coffee all over the fucking you know, office here because I'm going to lose my shit. It's going to be great. I, just, I, I love that it song. It's possible for Tony Khan to buy the rights to that for an evening. I mean, yeah. I'm an ass man. God, dude, if that's what he came out to, I would die. Oh, that would be so good. So no surprise here. So they're basically, they're fill, they filled out the card then tonight, you know, with all that. Which leaves us with one less thing to talk about. Two. Two things left. Yeah, um, we skipped over Jericho and Osprey. Yeah, so let's, let's take the pin out of Jericho and Osprey because we can easily end with the... I mean, you know, no, let's just do this. No. Honor Tag Team Championship, Ozzy Open versus the Hardys. It was a match. It happened. It was a match. Ozzy Open, <laughs> obviously, he's going to win that match. They won. Then they said that there would be no double clotheslines. There would be no kangaroo kick. Um, there would be none of that. And and then here comes MJF Adam Cole. They have a little stare down. And they start, you know, getting some fisticuffs. And there was almost a kangaroo kick. And then they started working together. And Adam Cole was going to super kick one of the guys. I can't remember which one off the top Fletcher. of my head. Fletcher, thank you. The uh, Kyle one. Fletcher. Yes, Kyle <laughs> Fletcher. And he ducked out of the way. And he almost got MJF. They had a little stare down type thing. And then MJF put the ring on. And he's like, I'm going to punch him. They took it off. He's like, cool. And they hugged it out. They broed out. Uh, so, yeah. Same argument I had before. You've you don't need to you've built it up, right? Yeah. It's yeah. There. Uh so I I was just gonna gloss over the main because it was literally attacked. There was eight minutes left in the show when it started. They did some overrun for the post, but like why was that the main I know you wanted to go home with Adam Coles. It just yeah. I, I thought it was a go home show, it was really good up until about the main event. It just kind of took the wind out of the sails a bit. Yeah. Um, when they did the uh, MJF held up Fletcher and Cole went for the super kick and Fletcher moves and MJF catches the boot and then gets really mad at Adam Cole. <laughs> sometimes things happen that, and maybe it's just me. I'm too logical sometimes. Some things just take me right out of the moment. MJF catches the boot and he's staring at Adam Cole like, how could you do this? Motherfucker, you were holding <laughs> the guy you in front of your body. It. it was completely up to you. If you got kicked in the face, it is because of your own action, dude. Yeah, that was so bad. And the fact that those guys had three total segments, basically. Like, yeah, that's why I want to end on Osprey and Jericho. Let's do it, because that was fan. Okay, let's do that. Let's go. Oh, really quick, though, on that. The, the, dy the Dynamite Diamond Ring thing was, like, the final thing that made me think MJF is staying a heel. Because uh, that's, like, that that's is the hallmark thing. of his entire right. heel run, is pulling that ring out and hitting motherfuckers with it. I don't it. know. Yeah. I just, I, Jamie's got me convinced. I'm I'm full on I'm full on double turn time. I'm full. Hey, yeah. I, I think Cole's gonna try and turn two, but I think MJF. He's gonna turn I think that, that plays into Roddy's comment of you'll see who the real MJF is and the real Cole is. The real MJF is who we always knew he was. The real Cole is who we were kind of hoping he wasn't. Like 
if you're watching in the story, like you hope this isn't the Adam Cole that you remember doing all the horrible shit in NXT, but like it's really just him too. So like I could see yeah. him both both doing heel but we'll find out. All right. So Jericho Osprey, they had their um official contract signing, and you know how contract signings go. And and wrestling without a hitch always. No drama. It's very it's, it's a very legal process. It's you know yeah, just really boring. It's like a uh, mortgage. You just shout out to Dean Alexander, who we happen to see uh, standing out there. Dino, the big tall, the big tall guy. <laughs> Looked like he didn't want to be there, but you know. Anyway. Um, that's, that's his that's his natural look. His uh, I don't want to be here. Kind of his natural look. <laughs> um, all right, so the contract signing. Like, before that, they had this little quick thing about Sammy being there for his friend. Whatever. I really don't care. Um, but then Callus talks about his actions because Callus grabs the mic first. You know, and the the crowd was all over Callus. But the person who Iron delivered... Sheet, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Definitely Iron Sheikheep. But when Osprey grabbed that mic... Oi! Oi! That, yeah, the oys Oi! and bruv, The bruvs. You bruvs. know, like... Oh, dude, like, I love that. And he's like, this match is going to put me in a stratosphere. Like, I I'm going to be Kenny Omega, Okada, and you in two months. It's like, strap a rocket ship to my back because in six months, my contract's up. I'm like, oh, yes. Like, <laughs> this is the best. Mm. He dropped a bomb tonight. Amazing. I didn't know he could talk that well, to be honest. I thought it was all great, fantastic. You had the the personal side with the family, you know, you know, my wife and my four year old stepson at home, and this and that, and you know, the journey, the contract, right, you know, expiring. It was all good for Osprey, and not to say it wasn't for Jericho, but my God, Osprey, oh, there, I'm, I don't know how he can lose this match. He can't. Nah, there's there's no way. I. uh I have not really been on the Osprey train. Like I've seen his Omega matches. I've seen a few other matches here and there. I enjoy his matches. Like it's talked about in the past. Like the more spottier stuff isn't what pulled me in, but I'm happy True. to watch it while it's there. Uh, Osprey made me significantly more interested in anything he does with that promo tonight. Like that was absolute flames. Uh, and it even started, it was a little too many of the brubs, and <laughs> I was like, who is this, like, wannabe Logan Paul TikTok boy-looking kind of dude over here? And then he, like, seamlessly transitioned into talking about, like, just basically telling you why he's the best in the world, and he's gonna beat the shit out of Jericho, and all of his accolades, and he got me excited about him signing with AEW in six months. Like, that... That was the first I've seen him actually talk outside of a few things here and there. And right. Like now I get it. Like, yeah, that's that's absolute A level top star material right there. I mean, even his post like in Jamie watches Jamie's very big in New Japan, of course, right? You know, so mm -hmm. his post match stuff over there even isn't nearly isn't that 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 in depth or that long that he does over in New Japan. No, it, it's more, you know, clinical about what's going on. He's he's way more arrogant. Um, I mean, he's definitely, he's more of a heel over there and, you know, over there they, you, you can cuss or whatever. Cause it's Japan, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> um, but like, it's, 
it's a different style of promo there. You know, like a few guys can transcend the promo over there to here, you know, and, and he definitely did it tonight. And I thought it was great though. Like when Jericho talked about, Hey, you used to be a spot monkey until I called you. Cause you were going to be in a wheelchair. Like, I love that piece of it too, because that's a hundred percent accurate too, because Osprey used to be a huge spot monkey. Like the the match. Oh, him and Ricochet. Him and Ricochet. Yeah, that's exactly where I was going. You want to see but a you want to see a spot monkey match, Austin? With watch him and Ricochet from uh. 20... Uh, I've, seen, I've seen the clips. That was the one where like the first. Is it is it him or is it Zach Saber? The one where the first two minutes of them just flipping back and forth, dodging that, shit. That's those is that two. That one? Okay. That's that one. Yeah. Is that okay. one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, 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 it's the sickest thing. Like he's gonna do a. Uh, reverse german suplex off the top rope and he flips out of it and just you know stands up like yeah. it's nothing then like, it will flip out segment for like a solid minute where they end up both just then kind of sitting cross-legged on the mat looking at each other it's oh. yeah but i yeah that's that's your stuff but like Spot his monkey style central now, yeah <laughs> and and legit osprey's speaking truth mm-hmm. he is i i'm gonna say this now i'll take all the heat whatever you guys want to throw at me he is bar none the best wrestler in all of wrestling right now. I have no argument with that. Period. I would still go Danielson, uh, but okay. I I would oh. certainly consider your arguments. Not that I'm telling you to make a case or anything. Yeah. I would just personally go Danielson, but I wouldn't fault anyone for going Osprey. My opinion is Will Osprey in 2023 is Kenny Omega in 2017 which was also brian danielson in like 2006 that's not that's not a bad argument either too yes yeah (laughs) i feel like it's just another he's just a little bit younger is all that it is yeah and in six months he's gonna make millions being the draw in AEW because hopefully in, in six months honestly it's probably time for jericho to Go do Jericho things somewhere else. Or be the Maybe. general manager of one of these shows. Yeah, just like exactly. go on a Fozzie tour for a while or something. Like that. Oh, also <laughs> yeah. really quick, since I got I mentioned it. Uh did y'all see that Fozzie will be performing Judas live at all in? I did. I I get it. Like it's probably a cool moment for the live crowd and all that. Like yeah. fine. But I don't know. It's it's it seems like a weird distraction almost from what should just be a showcase of will osprey i mean especially because it's somebody that's in that match the lead singer mm-hmm. is in the match yeah like is he gonna <laughs> the entire way down to the ring maybe is he gonna perform the whole song and then they'll just play it or the band will keep playing and then he'll walk down like i don't think he can sing in the painkiller gimmick heather i think he's gonna come out as jericho right you know is he gonna perform Judas? Go to the back, put his painkiller makeup on, and then come back? No, no, I don't think there's. I don't think there's gonna be any painkiller because Chris's part of it, Jamie. I think you started to lean into this, you know, a little bit. But Chris's part was actually really freaking good too. Mm-hmm. It was a. It was more of a kind of more classical Jericho, you know, promo. Right? It wasn't the Ocho or the Wizard or any of his more recent shit. It was Chris Jericho. Yeah, it was actually Jericho. I think that's the Jericho we're going to get in Wembley is just Chris Jericho. Not the painkiller, not any of the JAS bullshit or any of this, but Jericho. Maybe the Lionheart. That'd be cool. 
Lionheart's um, basically Jericho, but yeah. It is, yeah. But yeah, so then obviously fisticuffs happen and, you know, in typical oh, oh, signing that slap, that slap was good. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I would that... say just, just in general about this segment really quick, I, mm-hmm. I really wish if, if any single gimmick could be retired from pro wrestling, contract signings would be up there at the top of my list. Contract signings, yes. What about weddings? They can't be far down on that list. Uh, weddings are still up there for me because they're just infrequent enough and they're always a fucking train wreck. Yes. Like, I love the weirder the wedding, the better. What was that? I can't remember who got married, but somebody over in T in impact a while ago got married and it ended with somebody in a marshmallow man costume getting murdered and Tommy dreamer standing over his body. It was Rosemary. It was Rosemary's wedding. Yeah. And, and it's just going, why, as they're going off the air. I mean, wrestling weddings. Yeah, wrestling weddings, like, they're they're never <laughs> great, but they're always entertaining. It's always just, like, as weird. Like, you, you know it's not going to go through, but that's fine because you don't necessarily know how it's going to get wrecked. Uh, Bischoff pretending to be the pastor for Billy and Chuck's wedding and calling out three-minute warning was, like, an all-time great moment. <laughs> yeah or maki ito singing uh l is for the way you you look tonight uh at uh matt cardona and uh <laughs> chelsea green's renewal of vows in gcw that's so good yeah. all right all right so real quick we're gonna do a blind reaction to the cart right. so basically i'm gonna name off a match you just instantly give me who you think's gonna win and then we don't have to get in depth we're just going to do that because obviously we're going to go over that in the post show and all that good stuff. And then These we're going to go over not it next our Wednesday. official picks, by the way, that will be not on there. official, not official. And then before we go anywhere, prices, right? Rules are in effect. Prices right um, rules have never been in effect. We have not used prices, right? Rules closest to it is the winner period. It won't matter. I'll win. Um, all right. So here, here, here folks, we- he confirmed it won't matter. So no prices, right? Rules. Austin, no prices right rules. He did confirm it. I did. Because I'm going to win. It's fine. All right. Um, all right. So we're going to start off with the women's match. Soraya, Tony, Britt, Sheeta. I'm going to go with uh, Soraya. I'm going to go with Sheeta. I'm going with Soraya as well. I'm on right. Mariah Merritt May coming out afterwards. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, Golden Elite going up against Takeshka and the Bullet Club. Elite. I'm going to go Elite as well. I'm going Takeshka. All right. I'm going to put my money on Juice Robinson taking a pen. That's a pretty safe bet. All right. So we have the BCC and versus Eddie Kingston and friends. <laughs> Ooh. Um, that's a tough one. This one is BCC. tough. Stadium Stampede. Yep. Yep. Stadium Stampede. Yeah, I said I'm going BCC, but also, yeah, yes, Stadium BCC. Yeah. I'm going to go BCC as well. BCC as well. All right, we have um, Sting and his son Darby going up against um, Swerve and Christian Sting. Page. 
Sting and Darby. Sting. <laughs> Christian and Swerve. Ooh. Because of Edge. It's easy. All right. Um, House of Black versus the Acclaimed with Badass Daddy Ass. I'm going Acclaimed. Going House of Black. I'm going Acclaimed as well. All right, now we're getting to the nitty gritties. Um, CM Punk versus Samoa Joe for the real world championship. CM Punk. CM Punk. Punk. I want to see you there. Jericho Osprey. 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 FTR versus Bucks. This is where it could get. This is where it gets interesting. I think it's going to be Bucks. Yeah, it, it hurts me to say this. My heart says FTR. My Same. head says the bus. Same. That's exactly where I'm at. I think it's <laughs> all because of the legal issues. Yep. All right. Oh, we'll talk about it. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it another time. Yeah. yeah. All right. And then finally, your main event. I'm not going to do the zero hour because I really don't care about it. Um, Adam Cole versus MJF. I'm going Cole. I'm going MJF. I'm going Cole. So. That was a speed round of some picks. If you, want, if you want to get some uh, more official picks and see what actually happened, we're going to talk about this on Sunday. Uh, we haven't yes. decided on a time yet. It's a daytime pay-per-view, so it's a little bit different for us. So, um, Yeah. I mean, we could go right after, but that's just kind of weird to be like, well, I, how long is this thing going to be? That's the thing we don't know. So, so it starts at six there, so that's noon here. It starts here. at noon here. Tony doesn't like going over four hours. Four hours. So it'll be four, four o'clock, four thirty, yeah, five o'clock. I would imagine at least four, maybe a little over that, but not by much. Yeah. So it would be at least four thirty or five that we might go on. Might yeah, be later, sure. depending on what all three of us have. We're gonna talk about it as soon as we get done uh, with this here live uh, podcast, and we will hundred percent let you guys know um, via Twitter and everything else. But probably shoot for I would say around like early evening Central Standard Time is when we're yes. looking at five six. Yeah, something and like to, that. And, and to be safe, ladies and gentlemen, just hit that notification button. You'll know Boom. when we go live. Your little bell, you'll know. know. Right. Make it easy. Right. Don't forget that like and subscribe too. It really helps us. <laughs> but trying to get to one. Do you guys have any final thoughts about uh, go home? Anything for all in before the pay per view? What you want to talk about? I think we talked about everything. <laughs> we talked. Yeah, about just the the pay per view as a whole. Um, I know I have seen some people uh, not super thrilled with the card, but this reminds me. Yeah, <laughs> this <laughs> reminds me of the early WrestleManias. Like, you had okay, a couple yeah. things with some big stories, and it was just an event. Like, they're packing 80,000 people in a stadium. I think it's supposed to be more of an attraction than necessarily, like, your big flagship show to blow off everything. Like, you got to have some stories, but overall, I'm I'm hyped for the card. I think it's going to be a real fun, I was going to say night, but I guess afternoon of wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> well said. Jamie? Um... I don't have anything other than my movie quote totals. Well, I, only, I only noticed three, but I had we were, you we were down talking for about some pretty thrilling. I had you. I missed a bunch, I'm sure, but I had you down for six. Six is what I tallied. I had seven. Damn it! I'm one off one again. Off again. Oh, here we go. 
Because I started off, I don't know if you noticed it right off the bat, like, the button, button, who's got the button? That is from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. That's the one I missed. My favorite movie of all time. Well, uh, to end it off here, I want to see if they're going to do anything. Like, we know Fozzie's doing that. That's been announced. But this is, like you said, old WrestleManias. This is the biggest wrestling show that's been produced, size-wise. Right, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so I want to see what else stuff's gonna have. Are they gonna have some other crazy ass entrances? Are they gonna do the? Are they gonna do little carts? They're not gonna do little carts, but I want to see them do the little carts. <laughs> I honestly something I, cool. Like what's gonna be around likely, everything else? But I could totally see Tony Khan getting an old WrestleMania style cart put together just because he's a huge mark, and that's why maybe just for a match too. Yeah, maybe not for the whole thing, time. but maybe for like one match or something. You know. Mm-hmm. They're probably gonna need it to get Sting down to the ring. <laughs> That's, I mean, Wembley's a big ass place. So, yes. Tune in with us on Monday, on Sunday. I said we don't know the exact time. We're not 100 percent sure about. Uh, Grado better show up. Thank you, Heather. Heather said it. Give me Grado. I want Grado. 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 Put him on the buy-in. Grado. What'd you say? Grado. Jeff Jarrett. Jamie. Jarrett. Yes. Jeff Jarrett's got to be on the pay-per-view somewhere. Probably the buy-in, but he's got to be on there somewhere. you got to have Grado. Give me Grado. All right. So, we'll be back Sunday, uh, post-show, early afternoon. So, like I said, 5, 6. We'll see when the pay-per-view gets over. We'll talk about it a little bit here. Um, but just before one, probably like 5 or 6, so early afternoon. Uh, as always, if you don't catch us live, you can always watch the replay here on YouTube. You can follow us on your favorite podcast provider if you just want to hear us, our sweet, sweet voices uh, whispering in your ear. Uh, we are back every Wednesday live in the evening after Dynamite. We'll talk about the post, uh, post all out next week. And maybe there'll be a card for uh, all in, excuse me. And maybe there'll be a card for all out. Who knows? potentially there might be a card by this time next week. I don't think so, but we'll find out. Um, Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. We appreciate you guys giving us some of your time. Jamie, take us home, man. All right, ladies and gentlemen, if you're not done with Total Spot Fest, I got three words for you. Dusty sucks eggs. (laughs) Forever. Forever. All hail the Funker. Rest in peace, Funk. All right, guys, we'll see you next. We'll see you on Sunday. Yep. Peace.